If anyone should ask, you're listening to Federal Andy. Hello, friends. It's Monday, July 3rd. And in this episode of Federal Andy, I'm going to continue discussing the end of session decisions made by the Supreme Court of the United States, some of which are very controversial. Before I do that, though, I thought I would just discuss the legal process of what it takes to get a case before the Supreme Court. So some of the basics are essentially there are two types of lawsuits in this country, civil and criminal. When a person has been charged with a crime and is subsequently prosecuted by the government, that is considered a criminal lawsuit. Civil suits, however, include a rather expansive category of issues. They can include things like divorces, personal injury, you know, you you have a car crash into you at a stoplight, Um, breach of contract if you are a corporation. Uh, There are lawsuits regarding child custody in case of uh, a parent that is uh, perhaps not a good choice to supervise a child. And those are basically civil suits. And the stages involved in filing a, a civil suit, for instance, would be that the plaintiff would file a complaint to initiate a lawsuit, and then the defendant would file an answer to the complaint. Usually the judge will issue a scheduling order that will lay out some type of a time frame for important dates and deadlines, including when the trial will take place. There is a period of discovery. That is when the plaintiff can ask for information or documents or whatever from the um, defendant. And in turn, the defendant can also ask for the same type of information from the plaintiff. And these items are not optional. They're pretty much if the other party wants to see something or have information on something, you pretty much have to, you have to give it to them, which actually serves as a deterrent in some instances because there are people who might not want certain things revealed to another party which might make them a little reluctant to file suit against someone because they know that that person might want to ask for these things Um, motions uh, and other pleadings can be filed during this time if the um, Trial is to be by a jury. Uh, A jury is selected, and then the trial takes place. 
a decision is given um, by the judge or jury after the trial has uh, wrapped up. And if one or other parties, the either the plaintiff or the defendant, um, disagrees with the outcome of the trial, they can file for an appeal. And if someone is still unhappy with the decision of an appellate court, they can ask for a further appellate review. So generally, uh, there are steps you have to go through. Now, in some instances, yes, you can actually go directly to the Supreme Court to file suit, but it's very limited. Normally, the path to the Supreme Court would be um, on appeal from a federal circuit court. You don't like the outcome of a decision from a federal circuit court, so you file an appeal with the Supreme Court. Uh, you can also uh, do that from a state Supreme Court. If the state Supreme Court has looked at something and the outcome is not what uh, somebody wanted, they can then ask uh, the Supreme Court to look at it. And there are it, there are occasions where a the Supreme Courts uh, can actually have original jurisdiction on something. Now, this is not at all a, a, a particularly common way uh, for a case to reach a Supreme Court. But uh, in things like, uh, oh, well, let's see, you might remember the um, Bush v. Gore case back in 2000. That one went, I think, straight to the Supreme Court, if I remember correctly. And the thing that people have to remember is that the Supreme Court is independent. And, well, <laughs> supposed to be independent. Of course, we now know that there are some justices sitting on the Supreme Court that are, um, shall we say, um, obligated to some wealthy individuals. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a good way of putting it. Um, but they do have discretion as to which cases the Supreme Court will hear. So it is possible that uh, the Supreme Court can decline to hear a case, and that does happen fairly regularly. And normally in cases where uh, this, has been, this case has been declined, the decision of the lower court becomes final because that's basically saying the Supreme Court does not feel that they can add anything to this decision, I guess, would be a nice way of putting it. And that's what makes one of the decisions that the Supreme Court recently announced a little um, questionable, shall we say. And the reason for that is because there really wasn't a case at all. And if you're interested in hearing about that, Stay tuned, because I am going to talk about that next. Episode 180, Alternative Supreme Court Cases. 
Do you remember Kelly Ann Conway? She was part of the Trump misadministration. And when confronted with the fact during a televised interview that things she was saying weren't true and had been pretty much confirmed and verified that they weren't true, she said that there were alternative facts. Alternative facts. I've always been under the impression when you have something that's a fact, there's really no disputing it. So let me give you an example. For instance, everyone knows the earth is round, right? The planet is round. No. Oh, there are still people that think it's probably flat. I remember the Hal Ketchum song uh, that came out back in the 1990s. Uh, something about um, um, everyone knows the world must be flat when people leave town. They never come back. Remember that song? I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was a big hit on the country charts back in the 1990s. Small Town Saturday Night is the name of the song. It just came to me. Amazing. Huh? Anyway, alternative facts, I guess, are, well, I would put uh, the fact that... Um, Jewish space lasers were responsible for the wildfires. We heard that one from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, the 2020 election was rigged. That's probably an alternative fact. In other words, alternative facts basically are lies. They're things that are not true. Somebody has trumped up, pardon the pun, a reason to justify in their own mind why something might possibly be a fact when it's not. And if you have enough weak-minded individuals out there who don't bother to check for themselves, I guess uh, you have created an alternative fact. But the bottom line is there's only one truth. There's only one fact generally. And this episode is titled Alternative Supreme Court Cases because, as I said in the prelude to this episode, there is normally a process that citizens or corporations or whatever have to go through before the Supreme Court considers whether or not it's going to hear a case. And one of the recent decisions by the Supreme Court regarding um, LGBTQ plus individuals is pretty much based on alternative court cases, actually an alternative court case. So last week, the Supreme Court decided in favor of a Christian website designer located in Colorado 
this woman refused to create websites to celebrate same-sex marriages uh, because she has religious objections to same-sex couples or same-sex couples that want to get married, I suppose. And this Supreme Court has, has done some strange things. They apparently don't care about stare decisis. They don't care that something has been in place as a law of the land for decades. They will overturn it and apparently pull an opinion out of their backsides and then uh, twist and contort themselves to come up with an excuse, even a vague one, or maybe they just ignore the fact that they don't have an excuse, and they're done. So the, the opinion uh, was six to three, and Justice Neil Gorsuch uh, was joined by the court's uh, five other conservative justices when uh, it was said that the First Amendment's free speech protections permit this web designer in Colorado, her name is Lori Smith, and she smells, spells Lori, L-O-R-I-E, to refuse uh, her services to same-sex couples who want a wedding website designed. Who knew such a thing was necessary? Wow. Okay. So uh, this ruling was rooted in free speech grounds, First Amendment rights. And uh, I think it's going to create a huge problem down the road and not far down the road. I think we're going to start seeing some of the repercussions of this decision very quickly. So, um, <laughs> here's the deal. The, um, the case, uh, was 303 Creative versus Elenis. I think it's E-L-E-N-I-S. And, uh, the problem with this is the designer of these websites who doesn't the designer who does not want to make websites for same-sex couples lori um, smith she told the court that a man sought her services for his same-sex wedding and the man that she said sought her services for his same-sex wedding says that he did not and that he's straight. <laughs> so, okay. Um, she wants to be able to refuse LGBTQ customers and uh, because they, they violate her religious beliefs. She finds that it to be objectionable. Now, I don't know what religion she practices. Um, I assume she's a Christian because that's what everybody has reported. But you know, I was raised in a Christian home and my father was 
a Sunday school teacher. They, they called him the youth pastor at the um, Methodist church that we went to. And he had the biggest Sunday school classroom in the whole church. And he was responsible for 10th, 11th, and 12th grades. They all, they stuck them all together in the same room. And my mother taught fifth grade Sunday school. So I was definitely involved in church activities and uh, read the Bible and all of that. And what I keep thinking of is that little thing in the Bible about do unto others. The Bible says that you should treat other people the way you would want to be treated. So I've got to wonder if Lori Smith would, I don't know, like to be told, I don't want to do business with you because whatever. I have a religious objection to your religious beliefs because uh, I'm a Christian and Christianity's taught me that you're not supposed to treat others poorly. You're not supposed to judge them. It's not for us to judge. You're supposed to treat them the way you would want to be treated. And so since you went to court, to the Supreme Court to get this thing decided, um, obviously, uh, I find that to be offensive and against my religious beliefs. So I don't want to have anything to do with you. I mean, seriously, what what religion says, yeah, treat other people like crap, like garbage? It's okay. I would say that's a religion not worth practicing. So um, at any rate, this case went all the way up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court took a look at it and decided to take it under consideration and they ruled on it, but there wasn't actually a case. The man has said that he never reached out to Lori Smith And uh, the man said that he is actually straight and doesn't need to have a wedding website created because he is already married to a woman. Oops. So how did this happen? Could this be an alternative court case? <sighs> One that really shouldn't exist or doesn't exist. So apparently the man who was identified as Stewart, that's S-T-E-W-A-R-T in, in various court filings, um, has been described as someone who asked to have this graphic designer uh, create invitations and other materials including a wedding website for a same-sex wedding with his fiancee, uh, a man named Mike. Apparently CNN uh, got in touch with this Stewart person through information that was provided in court filings, and they... Um, um, apparently he, he asked that his real name, that his last name um, not be not be used. And I mean, who can blame him? But when talking to CNN, apparently he said that he, quote, did not submit a request, end quote, to the company, which is 303 Creative, 
And he said that he is, quote, happily married man to a woman of 15 years, end quote. Uh, Stewart went on to say, quote, I don't know, Mike. I've never asked anybody to design a website for me, so it's all very strange. I certainly didn't contact her, and whatever the information in that request is, is fake, end quote. <laughs> okay, and it just keeps getting stranger and stranger because Stewart apparently worked for CNN at one point in the past and is actually a web designer himself. And he said, quote, it would make zero sense to hire a web designer when I can do that for myself, end quote. And he uh, apparently was unaware that his information uh, was even um, part of this court record <laughs> until uh, he was contacted by a media, media outlet by the name of the New Republic last week. And it was just a complete surprise. And his comment was, quote, it is concerning that nobody connected with this case over the last six years has ever thought to call me, email me, text me to try to and corroborate that communication in any way. I don't necessarily think that would be a tipping point in this case at all, but at the very least, a case of this magnitude should be corroborated, should be fact-checked along the way, end quote. So, um, <laughs> CNN's reporters on this, uh, I believe uh, the reporters that uh, um, looked into this were uh, Hannah Rabinowitz. I'm assuming I pronounced her last name correctly. Sometimes it's Rabinowitz. Rabinowitz. I'm sorry if I'm not being very polite in pronouncing your name. And Holmes Librand, L-Y-B-R-A-N-D. And again, apologies if uh, I know that names sometimes are not always uh, pronounced uh, the way that they look. Uh, they are the two reporters that looked into this. And um, they reached out to um, Smith, Lori Smith, 303 Creative, uh, for a comment. And uh, a senior counsel at uh, Alliance Defending Freedom by the name of Kelly Fiodorek, F-I-O-D-O-R-E-K, again, apologies. Uh, she's one of the people who represented Smith in this, said that um, um, Smith doesn't do background checks on incoming requests to determine if the person submitting is genuine. That was I think paraphrased, uh, but that's a pretty close quote. And then uh, she went on to say, um, quote, whether Lori received a legitimate request or whether someone lied to her is irrelevant. No one should have to wait to be punished by the government to challenge an unjust law. Moreover, Lori has received other wedding requests and has been unable to respond to any request because that put her at risk of punishment for violating Colorado's unjust law. And, uh, that was an end quote, that end quote. And the reason that the law that she was talking about is that Colorado actually has an anti-discrimination law in the state. 
So the Supreme Court, apparently nobody bothered to check to see what the real story was on that either. And <laughs> um, I don't know. I know that there's a lot of opinions about this, but in my opinion, if you open a business and part of that business is dealing with the public, serving the public, public is going to be your customers, you should help anybody that comes through the door. I would make some exceptions for that. Um, you know, if you have a restaurant, no shoes, no shirt, no service, I think that's fine because, well, there's health issues. Some, some areas, health departments uh, would not tolerate people with bare feet eating in restaurants. And honestly, who wants to sit there and have a meal looking at somebody's sweaty armpit hair hanging out from underneath an athletic t-shirt? And, uh, you know, if they're a member of a hate group, if they come in and want a bunch of Nazi stuff, uh, you know, a website for a Nazi organization or something like that, I think you could say no to that because you're not really um, picking out any particular group of people because that can involve gay people, that can be straight people, male, female, Asian, you name it. Uh, it's hard to believe, but there are probably people who would uh, <laughs> support Nazism or, or whatever and uh, be a member of a group that the Nazis hated and despised. At any rate, I, I, I don't get this whole thing, but I think what this is going to do is it's going to open the door to other types of discrimination. I don't think this is going to be limited to LGBTQ plus people. Um, I think you're going to find, for instance, people who have restaurants may not want to serve uh, um, racially mixed couples. They could say that that's offensive to them, offensive to their religious beliefs because the Bible said something about people of different tongues or on different continents or something like that. It's been a while. But, uh, you know, they can say, well, it, uh, it goes against my religious beliefs. I don't believe that the uh, different races should mix. Wow. Okay. So we're back to separate but equal? Or are you going to put a little room in the back or, you know, put table out in the alley where they can eat or just send them on their way to the McDonald's down the street? Anyway, you know, this, this religious objection stuff, I think, is given way, way, way too much uh, attention in this country because we are not supposed to recognize any religion in the United States of America. And when you start catering to people and writing laws because they are, they have a religious objection to abortion, the Bible is full of abortion, full of it. They are 
they have a religious objection to some of the books in classrooms. Have you read the Bible? There's what? Murder, violence, incest, rape, you name it. Abortion, all of that's in the Bible. The Bible is probably one of the more, um, well, when it comes to things like that, if you're easily offended, you might be careful about reading the Bible because you're going to be pretty offended. But we're catering to people's religious beliefs. So when you open that door, then you've got to open the door to all the other religions. The uh, satanic church, um, Muslims, you cannot favor any one religion. And I think it is wrong to try to force your religious beliefs onto somebody else because nobody, no two people are probably going to have the exact same religious beliefs. And the bottom line is the very act, in my opinion, the very act of trying to force your beliefs on somebody else and deny them to do the things that they want to do that have no impact or effect on you or your family or anybody else that you know is, uh, I find that to be offensive. And who's to say who's right and who's wrong? Religion is all about faith. There's really not a lot of proof to back it up. And there's a lot of people that will say there's proof to indicate that uh, some of the things in the Bible, um, you know, yeah, probably didn't happen. So we have a Supreme Court now that is willing to just go back and uh, undo anything and everything, apparently, if it, goes, uh, if it goes against what they want or what their masters want. And that concerns me because we're going to, we've now basically, uh, a group of people have now taken away rights from another group of people. And I think that under the Constitution of the United States, that is actually prohibited. So, what do you think? Is this going to turn into something that's just going to be a nightmare? A lot of experts have said that this decision in uh, 303 Creative um, is just opening the door uh, to what will likely turn out to be years of litigation from various people across the country who are looking to push limits around state and local laws that provide civil rights protections for various minority groups. And I think that that is a dangerous, dangerous road to travel. So the outcome of the 303 creative case before the Supreme Court, the decision is uh, not known at this time, but many feel that there will be a lot of cases hitting courts now in the future 
that will attempt to continue to chip away at the civil rights protections in the United States. And the, the justices in their decision said that the First Amendment's free speech protections permitted the web designer to refuse to extend her services for same-sex weddings. And this ruling that is based in free speech grounds could be a big problem in several states or various states around the country that have public accommodation laws for businesses that sell what are known as expressive goods that uh, allow companies that provide customized expressive products and services to pick and choose who they want to work with. And if you don't like gay people, okay, well, let's say somebody else doesn't like black people or Jewish people or indigenous Americans. Or maybe they don't like uh, whatever. It kind of opens the door to them being able to say no, doesn't it? So uh, this decision is going to cause some confusion, I think, going forward because number one, which business exa businesses exactly are going to fit into the description that was provided in this opinion? So, you know, it's, I think it's going to turn out to be a um, big problem because the, the, the court was not clear on what types of businesses are included within this particular category that the court mentioned. And I have to point out that in another decision that the court made, the one that uh, was... Uh, uh, regarding President Biden's effort to help people with student loans uh, cut some of the um, uh, their balance due off of their loans. It was either $10,000 or $20,000, depending on what type of financing you have. The court, in its opinion, said that Congress, in writing this um this bill that the secretary, uh, the education secretary would use, they weren't really specific enough uh, when it said something about waiving uh, things. And because they weren't specific, that was reason to say, you know, no, they don't have the authority to do this. But yet, here's the Supreme Court being vague on another decision, almost at this, that was released at the same time, basically. So, again, <laughs> what's good for me isn't good for thee. I, I, it's, it's just, it's really amazing. And uh, the... Um, um, they're going to say that the, you know their decision does not approve discrimination or doesn't make discrimination legal. But 
if this is this expressive, whatever it is, I mean, don't people use creativity or talent or skill in a lot of different uh, business environments? A lot of different uh, products that are made all require probably some degree creativity and skill and talent and ability. Um, so I don't know. It just seems like uh, this is going to be a really slippery slope. Now, most Americans live in an area where state or local uh, public accommodation laws do exist. Uh, 22 states in the continental United States, plus the Virgin Islands and Washington, D.C., um, have laws on their books that specifically say that you cannot discriminate based on sexual orientation or gender identity. And you can say, well, you know, um, uh, it's a choice. They, they chose to be gay. They don't have to be gay. And that just shows how ignorant people are because being gay is not a choice. It, it just is. You either are or you aren't. Some people are gay. Uh, some people are bisexual. They're attracted uh, to uh, people of the same sex and people of the opposite sex. And that's just the way it is. And it's uh, science has shown that it's in the DNA. Look it up, folks. If you don't believe me, look it up. It's not a choice. It's not a choice. So that would be like somebody coming in with red hair and you don't like red hair saying, uh, yeah, I'm not going to serve you because I have a religious objection to people with red hair. I'm sure they could find some justification for that. And of course, with red hair, you could always go diet with a, you know, box off the shelf, but it's not so easy to change your sexual orientation. You can't go to the grocery store and buy a product that makes that happen. So... I just think the whole thing is is very confusing, and I think that the uh, legal fights that are going to come up over this in the coming years are just going to be profuse. I think there's going to be a ton of them, and I think a lot of people are going to have problems because somebody's going to say they object to something, and they feel that they have the right to not serve this person. And I really think that this ruling does not stop with LGBTQ plus people. And uh, I really do think that the way it's written, as vague as it is, um, I think that it uh, is a license to discriminate. And so does Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Uh, she uh, wrote in a dissent. Um, that uh, the majority was giving businesses a new license to discriminate. And Sotomayor went on to say that the decisions, quote, logic cannot be limited to, to discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. It threatens to balkanize the market and to allow the exclusion of other groups from many services, end quote. And uh, Justice Gorsuch um, 
said that, uh, quote, our decision today does not concern, much less endorse, anything like the straight couples only notices the dissent conjures out of thin air, end quote. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to side with uh, Justice Sotomayor on this because uh, I can just see where this is going. And I just think it's uh, um, wrong. Because truly, there, there's nothing, nothing in the opinion that says, oh, this just has to do with same-sex marriage, you know. You still have to serve gay people. You still have to do things for gay people. So what if this same web designer, it's 303 Creative, what if a gay person came in and said uh, that, uh, um, well, they uh, want her to create a website um, on drag outfits or something? Is that going to be something against her religion as well <laughs> um, because drag in and of itself is nothing sexual not all people that do drag are gay not all people that do drag are male so would she be okay to turn them away too and 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 if 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 that's it where do you stop where do, you, where do you draw the line and say, you can't do this anymore? I think that this decision by the Supreme Court has opened the door to discrimination, uh, regardless uh, whether your rate, whatever your race is, whatever your religion is, your sex, your sexual orientation, national ori origin discrimination, pretty much any kind of discrimination there is, because there's nothing in the opinion that says this is it. This is the one thing that this covers. And if it's same-sex marriage, uh, what about straight marriage? What about if it's a guy that's on his uh, third or fourth wife, like Donald Trump, wants a wedding site? walks in, he's been uh, convicted by a jury of his peers of sexually assaulting a woman and then defaming her. He's bragged about having a lack of respect for women as a woman. Would she take offense at that and say, I'm not going to do a website for you, Mr. Trump, because I'm offended by your behavior toward women? So I guess uh, we'll see, but I think that this is going to be a big problem. And I do not think that this uh, opinion from the Supreme Court is going to solve anything. I think it is going to create a lot of litigation in the years ahead. And it's going to bog down the courts because they're going to have to nitpick and decide where um, limits start and where they stop. And I think it's unfortunate, and I think that this is yet another reason why we absolutely must get enough Democrats in office in 2024 so that we can 
rebalance the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court is very unbalanced right now. It leans way too far to the right. It, that is not representative of America. If you look at voters, registered voters, you're going to find that Republicans and Democrats are split about evenly somewhere in the 28, 29, 30% range, depending on when you happen to check, it fluctuates a little bit. And you're going to find that independent voters, people who are registered as independents, um, outnumber everybody else uh, as far as registered voters. And this extreme right-wing court is not representative of the make markup of the American people at all. So it needs to be rebalanced because it is completely out of balance right now. We have corrupt justices who violate ethics. They feel it's okay for them to um, take gifts and not even report gifts on their taxes, which is illegal. At any rate, that is uh, going to be it for this episode. There's a lot more that can be said about it, but uh, I'm going to try to get uh, at least another podcast recorded uh, for 4th of July, hopefully, <laughs> since that's tomorrow. I appreciate your time very much. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a good week ahead. Unless you have other plans, next scheduled episode of Federal Andy should be for uh, the 4th of July tomorrow. I can't make any promises. And if something comes up, which looks like we've got another storm getting ready to hit. I'm kind of getting tired of storms, although I don't mind the rain if we could just have rain without storms. But it looks like there's another one getting ready to hit. So I don't know if I'm going to have internet or power or anything else going forward. So I can't promise that there's going to be an episode for tomorrow. But if something happens and I don't get an episode out, I would like to wish everybody a very happy 4th of July holiday. And let's remember a lot of people have sacrificed and fought hard for our rights and our liberties and our freedoms. And there are people out there, most of them have an R, after their name, who are in the process of eroding those rights and freedoms and liberties right now. And they're going to tell you that the Democrats are the ones that want to take those rights and liberties and freedoms away from you. But again, if you will check, you will see that the Republicans are the ones that are actually doing this, not the Democrats. The Republicans are the ones that are taking away women's health rights. They are the ones that are allowing laws to be passed to, that discriminate against uh, transgender people, gay people, um, other minorities. They are passing uh, voting regulations in states that the Republicans control to make it more difficult for people of color to vote because they know that you're probably going to vote for Democrats. Those are the people that are taking away your liberties and your freedoms and your rights, folks, not the Democrats. So we need to make sure that they are no longer able to do that after November 2024. Again, thanks for listening, and I will be talking to you again soon.
Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at FederalAndy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week. Thank you.